Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we have Sandra Stewart from Firefly Junction, and uh, she has a very interesting story to tell. So, welcome, Sandra. Thank you. Nice to be here. Okay, so let's start with your academic background in terms of uh, post-secondary. So tell us where you went to school and what courses and program you got into. Sure. Well, in my early years, I had a real love of languages, and I wanted to be a translator. So I started off at University of Toronto in a language program to pursue that goal. And after a year in the program, I realized that being a translator was not going to be interesting or creative enough for me. And so I decided to change programs. So I went to Ryerson University for a Bachelor of Applied Arts in Broadcasting, which was just a terrific program. And along the way of working, I was really fortunate to work for organizations that encouraged ongoing professional development. And so along the way of working, I continued to do educational programs through night school. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) So let's get into, oh, so you continued your education. Yeah, yeah, I did night school with Canadian Marketing Association, more programs at U of T and Ryerson. Uh, most of those were all in marketing and PR. Okay, so finally you graduate and you decide it's time to go to work. And tell us about your work experiences. Well, I started off in a couple of um, lower uh level marketing jobs, you know, when I was just starting off as a young person fresh out of school. Uh, But they were good opportunities that gave me some basic foundational uh, learning opportunities in marketing and communications. My first really substantial position came when I started to work at Coast Paper, which is a paper merchant in Canada. And at the time, it was family-owned and had been family-owned for about 60 years. And I started off there, and I ended up working in the paper business for about 20 years. And I just loved the industry. I became a huge paper nerd and loved learning about the product and the industry and met some great people along the way who are friends to this day. And uh, the president that I reported to for those almost 20 years at that time, he left the organization and decided to start a greenfield paper merchant in Canada called Expedex. And he invited me to join him at that organization to um, head up marketing and human resources, which was just an amazing opportunity because we had to develop the brand from the ground up. So as a marketing person, that was um, just a really awesome opportunity. So at Expedex, I oversaw national marketing and communications. And then eventually I made a shift to a different industry and a different role. So I moved from the paper industry to Jones, New York, where I oversaw marketing and public relations in the fashion business. 
So I learned a lot about the business of fashion. It was a great opportunity to join that organization and refresh a, a tired but iconic brand. And years into working for Jones, the company was sold to a private equity firm. And eventually, all of us across North America were let go when the company was unfortunately folded. So at that point, I began to look for my next career step. And I was looking for another great corporate opportunity, and I couldn't find the role I was looking for. But while I was looking, people in my network began to reach out and were asking me to help uh, in a freelance capacity on various projects, which I did. And as the months went on, the work continued, and my husband asked me one day, could it be that this is your new job? And I said, no, this is not my new job. I am a corporate marketing and PR person. I have no interest in being an entrepreneur. So then fast forward almost four years later, Peter, and Firefly Junction is growing, thriving. And at this point, I now wouldn't have it any other way. So what does Firefly Junction do? Well, we're a public relations and marketing company. So really, we provide tailored solutions to organizations who are looking for an ongoing, trusted working partner to meet their strategic priorities. And we do that through our marketing and PR work. So what does that mean? Can you elaborate a little more on that? Sure. Well, for some organizations, um, for example, if they're looking to get some PR support, um, that might mean helping them to get their organization in the press to get some exposure and build awareness for their organization. So in that instance, we might be looking at things like, you know, uh, press releases and media advisories, looking for story development and targeted pitching to the media. Um, what story opportunities are there with this particular brand or organization that might be of interest to the media and to the general public? And how can we leverage those opportunities to help build the business? So that's a little bit of uh, some of the work that might be done in the PR realm. Um, a lot of the other work that people sometimes ask for in terms of PR is a lot of reputation management and media monitoring. Um, reputation management is such an important piece of driving business value. And um, so a lot of organizations are looking for support to actively manage their reputations and um, actively monitor uh, what people are saying about their brands in the marketplace so that they can be more proactive in uh, managing them on an ongoing basis. Um, I also do a lot of media training and executive preparation for interview opportunities. So that's a lot of the work that we do in the public relations side of things. On the marketing and brand side of things, a lot of that is helping organizations to build a marketing plan, uh, build a marketing communication strategy. Sometimes they need to update their branding, or if it's a startup organization, they're developing foundational assets like logos and you know, all their basic stuff, websites, social channels, those kinds of things. Um, and as an ongoing partner, uh, organizations need support to update websites, um, develop new marketing collateral, um, assist with new digital campaigns, and so on. So it could be um, any number of uh, different things that happen in the brand and marketing realm. 
I did some interesting work a couple of years ago for Rexall, who have a national charitable foundation. And I just love doing uh, some work in the corporate social responsibility area. So that was another brand initiative uh, that also had an element of PR to it um, for Rexall that we undertook, which was uh, really terrific work. Okay, so who are the types of customers that you're trying to uh, recruit? Well, um, I would say I've got a, a wide continuum of customers. I do have organizations that are national brands that we work for uh, in the business advisory sector, financial services. I also work with um, startups, you know, um, people that are just launching their business that are looking for foundational marketing assets, foundational messaging, and really help with a plan to get started. And and then every every organization in between. Um, so, for me, my background being with larger organizations uh, and managing teams and having larger budgets, I'm I'm quite used to that kind of environment and that level of work. But as an entrepreneur myself, I'm also used to the kinds of things that you have to do sometimes on a bit of a shoestring, where you have to be a little bit more creative and innovative to help organizations that are starting out that may not have these big budgets, but still have strategic priorities and objectives that they're trying to accomplish. So, so for me, I like working with uh, any organization from a startup to a national brand because I've got experience in both uh, of those big buckets. And what I've found along the way of working is that whether you're working in the paper business or the fashion business, or before that I worked for people's jewelers in my early days, the work of marketing communications and PR is really the same. So it doesn't really matter what sector um, you're, you're working with. Um, every sector has its scheduling, its cadence of what happens in their industry, um, language around what happens in that sector. But the work of marketing communications and PR is very, very similar no matter what sector you're working with. So I find my background being um, a, a great asset to me because when different organizations come, even if I haven't worked in that sector before, I can apply the learnings from other sectors to what they're trying to accomplish. So one of the things that I saw from your website that makes you a little different is you also support the implementation phase. Many uh, marketing consultants and public relations consultants do an analysis and then they do a report with recommendations. But you support the implementation from what I could see. Yes, I do. I do. So yeah, I th can you give me an example where you went from analyzing to planning to implementation? Hmm. Yeah, well, I would say that, um, you know, I mentioned a moment ago some of the work that we did from um, for Rexall uh, when we worked on the uh, Charitable Foundation. And originally, the ask from the organization was to do some research for them into what causes others in their sector were supporting and where there may be opportunities for them to own a cause 
that was aligned with their business values and their mission. And so that really started off as a bit of a research project. But as we delivered the insights and the learnings out of that, we ended up then partnering with them to really implement the work. So then we really helped to develop, for example, all of the communications around how to launch this internally and externally. So how do we share with employees what research we undertook, why we undertook it, what we uh, what we found from the research, why we decided to launch this particular initiative as their new cause platform, and how that would impact them and their customers. And um, likewise, on an external basis, we also worked with them to help come up with a whole range of tactical options for how to launch this across the country. Um, and th- that was really exciting because they uh, are very, very um, tuned in to their customer. They're very tuned in to wanting to make an impact across Canada. And so helping them to implement the findings um, across the country within their stores and, and to their customer base was a great opportunity to take the research and implement it um, and make it actually a living, breathing thing. So one of the things that's important for any small business is having team support. Now, as I understand, in your case, it's not employees, but it's contractors that help make up your team. Can you talk Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's uh, what a lot of organizations are doing these days is developing a really strong virtual network of people that you can call upon when you need subject matter experts in different areas. So for me, I'm not a trained graphic designer myself, for example, but I've got some great graphic designers on my team. And so when I get a project that requires um, some terrific visual identity support, um, I've got a number of people that I can call upon. Likewise, I've got some people in uh, website development that I can call upon. I've got some amazing partners in uh, print management for printed pieces, which is getting less and less these days, but um, there still are lots of opportunities to print. And so I found that the opportunity to bring my clients the best talent out there that I can find um, is best accomplished through having this really strong virtual network around me. And that way, customers aren't paying for overhead, you know. Um, They're really just paying for the expertise that they need to accomplish what they're looking to accomplish. So here's a bit of a challenging question I'd like to ask. Three years from now, what is Firefly going to look like? Mm, What is Firefly going to look like? Well, I hope that our um, client roster is larger three years from now, that we're helping more clients to advance their strategic priorities and achieve their business objectives. I hope that we're continuing to um, support a broad range of customers from startups to national brands because I really do like being able to support both of those uh, scale of organizations. 
Um, I hope to continue having this virtual network and broaden out the virtual network to include other um, other subject matter experts in other areas. So I don't envision that three years from today the organization will look vastly different, but I just hope that we are producing more work for more clients with great talented people. And, um, and I hope we're having some fun along the way, both for ourselves and for our clients as we do some good work. So I think indirectly, you are a social enterprise, but you may not have thought you were because you are giving back. Yes. Can you? Uh, yes, you're right. I probably wouldn't have thought of it in that way. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right. The opportunity to support other small businesses and other freelancers and other people who are, um, out there doing good work is uh, a great opportunity to, uh, consider oneself in the social enterprise area. I also really like having the opportunity to um, support my customers who are doing some really great work in terms of um, social innovation. You know, I've got um, a number of clients who partner with charitable organizations and helping them to um, really make a difference and make an impact with some of those partnerships that they've established has always been a part of the work that I've been doing over the last few years as well. So um, in that way, I get to stretch that social enterprise muscle uh, in a few different ways. So how has the uh, pandemic impacted your business? Well, it has. I would say that a number of clients have uh, put their marketing and communications on hold because of their concern over uh, revenue loss. And others have ramped things up uh, for that same concern. So uh, everybody's got a bit of a different comfort level with uh, the way forward and the path forward. But I would say that um, a lot of clients have come forward because they really need support with communications uh, during this time. When there's all of this uncertainty and stress and anxiety, uh, you know, at this kind of time, it really is incumbent upon brand leaders to rely on fundamental tools of effective communication. Uh, that work, even in the midst of a global can pandemic. So, you know, a lot of clients have asked for support um, to do that. So, you know, in that case, I really recommend uh, brand leaders, organizations follow the tenets of good crisis communication, giving people the information they need when they need it, where they can find it, communicating frequently and simply, honestly accentuating the positive where we can and really communicating a clear vision for how the organization is going to emerge out of the pandemic stronger than when they went into it. And I think too, uh, you know, during this, this time of COVID, um, Communicators really do consider our communications at this time to be uh, crisis communications. And every crisis has a life cycle. So I think as communicators, it's important that we're mindful of where we are in the cycle and that we tailor our recommendations to our clients for communications to address what people are feeling and what information they need as we continue to move through the pandemic. And I think uh, before we uh, talked about this, you indicated you were working on a project where a company needs to explain 
what they're doing during the pandemic or developing a program or a plan. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and employee communications is absolutely critical at this time because you have to ensure that everybody is um, aware of what the organization is doing, that your frontline people know how to interact with customers and other stakeholders, and uh, crystal clear communications are absolutely vital for that. And I think with um, employees, you know, it's, it's really important that um, communicators um, listen to and understand stakeholders, and including internal stakeholders, and that we create op opportunities and openings for dialogue so that we can be proactive in how we go about our communications. Have you used technology more during this pandemic? Well, personally, I have, absolutely, because I'm not visiting clients or going to their offices. So I've had uh, my fair share of Zoom meetings, absolutely. Um, but other than that, I would say uh, I haven't used technology more than um, I would otherwise be using it. But um, certainly Zoom has become the way that my clients and I are communicating if we're having meetings. Otherwise, uh, just a lot more conference calls and um, trying to stay connected in that way. So for our listeners, Sandra, what are two asks that you might have of our audience? In what respect do you mean? Well, to help you grow your business. Ah, to help me grow my business. Well, absolutely. I, I would welcome anyone to um, visit my website, which is fireflyjunction.ca, in order to learn a little bit more about the company and what we do and where we can assist organizations. And I would say if there's any organization out there that's really looking for a trusted marketing partner with great experience, if uh, they think that I can support or help in any way, I'd certainly welcome anyone who wishes to reach out and um, have a conversation about how we might be able to assist. So could you uh, repeat your website again, please? Yes, it's fireflyjunction.ca. Great. Well, today it's been an interesting conversation with Sandra Stewart who started education in different ways and worked in different ways and then created a job and a business for herself. So thank you for joining us today, Sandra. Thank you kindly. I appreciate it.